Hi, I'm Angela Lee, and welcome to the Will to Live podcast, where we share with you the gifts of living. I speak to inspiring wellness leaders, mums, celebrities, business people, super grannies, and more to help you live your potential, connect to your purpose, and bring joy to your life. Discovering your will to live a fulfilling life starts now. All right, I'm very excited to have here today the queen of breakfast radio in Australia who's been at the helm of Mix FM for over, for over 20 years. But not only that, she's a wife, a mother of three really big kids, a home rearranger and food and beverage enthusiast, Carolyn Hutchinson. Thanks for joining <laughs> yeah. us today. I had to work on a good intro for you. Yeah, oh, there you go. Well done. Well, I like that one. I'm very happy with it. Yeah, no, thanks so much for joining us. And I guess I, know, I met you a few years ago personally and... You know, the reason I wanted to get you on this is because I don't think a lot of people who haven't met you in person realise that you have such an amazing um, presence and you really just made me feel like I was your best friend. In fact, I still probably um, think that I am. And you just give so much energy to other people and live this full life. So I thought, what better person to come on a Will to Live a Fulfilling Life podcast? So, and the reason that prompted me to get you on is I've been following you on Instagram for a while and you've just started this Instagram diary. Do you want to Tell us a bit about what that is. Yeah, sure. Um, it, it was actually prompted by a really dear friend of mine's mother who died. Now, I knew her as well. I knew Vonda as well. And she had a very short battle with a brain cancer. Mm. And one of the things uh, about Vonda was that for pretty much all of her children's lives, she'd written a diary, a very short diary. So just like I'm doing on Instagram. Um, so mine today will say, you know, basically went to work, wrote a column, chatted to Angela, kids came to dinner. Like really, you know, just the small things that you do every day. Now, after I started it, people started contacting me and saying, it's a memory log, it's a memory log, what a great idea. And I guess that's what it is. It's, you know, it's just so mm. that, you know, these days don't disappear. They, they'll stay somewhere and I can go back and look at them. And that's the great thing about social media, isn't it? The, um, the fact that you get memories from it that last forever. Yeah, no, it's so good. I've really enjoyed following it too because it just reiterates. I look at your life and I think, boy, you live a full life. I mean, you hop up, you're at work, and then you have an amazing social network. You have amazing children. You're giving to the community all the time. And I'm just like, oh my God, how do you do it? And I'd love for you to just sort of talk the guys through a bit about, you know, what does a day look like for you? Because, I mean, what time do you wake up? It's a pretty early start. Yeah, I wake up at 3.30 and I... Um, I usually hit snooze once. I can't, I, I've never been able to beat that. Like I just, um, it just feels like a luxury to me to hit snooze. Mm. And then I strangely then usually wake up properly before the snooze comes back. Yeah. And then I usually, I lie in bed and I read the paper until four, like, you know, on my phone. Mm. Then I get up, jump up, go to work. Usually I'm at work by about 20 past half past four. Mm. Um, and then we are on the air from five. So between 4.30 and five, we chat, we get coffee, we talk about what we've already read, what we know about the day so far and things that we think that might uh, resonate with people during the day on the, on mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then I'm, So I'm on the air then from nine, um, six until nine. After that, it's really varied what could happen to me. Like I could just go into a meeting with my boss uh, like today I had a meeting, we are talking about some um, uh, TV ad that we're going to do in a couple of weeks' time on the 27th and what the concept is for that. Um, and then I had some meetings with salespeople about 
ways that we have to suck up to clients. <laughs> and then um, and then after that, every day is different again. So then I go home and I might have something that I do, like you said, like a bit of community work or um, I might uh, visit friends or I might just take my dogs to the beach and have a sleep. Whatever, whatever I get, uh, it's different every day. Yeah, but it's and what time do you sort of go to bed? So you start at three thirty and you're sort of on the go until. You're... I am terrible. I it's why I look one hundred and fifty, but <laughs> I don't go to bed early. I'm a nine thirty, ten, ten thirty, and uh, and it's it's terrible. Uh, so I probably get uh, less than six hours sleep. Wow. Yeah, but how do you, that's the thing that amazes me is that, but if you went a bit earlier, you wouldn't be able to fit in everything that you fit in. And I just find it phenomenal how you bring all that energy to like everything you do. So like, is there like anything that you do to be able to do that? Is that just something that you just naturally do? That's just, that's just natural. You know, um, I don't like to... We are like you are who you are. Like you're not necessarily. I'm not saying this is better than, the, or worse than anyone else. But I'm really like my dad, like that. Um, mm. I have energy without really thinking about it. I just never don't feel energetic and very naturally. Mm. And I am a very optimistic person. I've never mm. suffered from uh, depression or even you know lulls in my life. And I know that that is just the way I'm made. Like it's mm. a, and it's a mm. great, it's a, it's a lucky thing. I, uh, as I get older and I realise how prevalent depression is in mm. our country, mm. I am very grateful for that and I know exactly where it came from. It came from my dad. Yeah, no, it's just phenomenal how you keep it going and that's what I just was interested in if it's something that you've always had. But, you yeah, know, I think it's, and when I met you as well, what you do so amazingly well is that you take such an interest in the other person. Like you made whatever the other person is talking about, you make them feel like it is the most important thing in the world and you're so engaged with that person. And I just think that's a very, like I think it's quite a rare trait these days to actually have that connection with people and you seem to have that with everyone that you come in contact with. And so I, I think you have that. I think you. <laughs> I, I honestly, I that I agree that that is one of the nicest things. If people can sit mm. down and talk uh, to each other, mm. you know, one like it's just so common, isn't it? That someone talks at you, and it always makes me laugh. Like that, sometimes you think that person didn't listen or whatever. But I try not to be. I actively try not to be that person. I try to think. Okay, this uh, I want to find out about this girl. She's got mm. such an amazing story, and yeah. you know, and and that's you, and that's true about you. But I, I, I like to think I think that about everyone. Yeah, no, I think it's a, you know amazing what you do. Something that I'm curious about too, like when you've been doing your reflections in the diary about your life, have you had any sort of emotions come up, or do you actually you know reflect deeply on anything? Is there that side to Carolyn when you do it, or is it just a quick write? You know, I think. The reason that it's a really quick write, mm. but I think more the reason that I did it is because I have recently turned 50 mm-hmm. and my kids, as you mentioned, are very <laughs> grown up. My youngest is 22 and I feel there is a, a sense of loss in me that mm. I can't get over and that's that, hang on, wait, wait, what happened? What happened? Did my kids grow up and did I turn 50? Like that's, you know, I'm really... Mm still grappling with that not that I'm sad to be 50 but it happened too quick 
and um, yeah. I and I missed. I, I maybe didn't pay enough attention, and so mm. it's my. So I don't feel any emotion about these days and writing them down because I'm like it's a sense of relief in it. Like okay, yeah. I am living each day. I'm there. I'm 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 present. They're not just mm. like flashing before my eyes. Yeah, and I think that's a such an important message for people, and that's a big part of. I guess my message with the podcast as well is to appreciate those moments because you really don't know when they're, you know, when they're going to go. So that's just so awesome that you do that. And speaking of your kids as well, like I I know Millie, I don't know the other two that well, but they are just amazing children. So you must be so proud of, you know, being able to get them through. I think one's a lawyer, one's over in London. Millie, you know, is doing some great things she's done in media as well. So Yeah, they are. They are really, they are great kids. And I, you know, people ask me that all the time. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what, what, I want to have, like, people with younger children say to me, I want to have the relationship with my kids that you have with, with blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. um, look, I think that there's a few things. I, I'm, I spoke before about my natural optimism. I mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, like, everyone has, built-in traits and mm-hmm. our kids are a mixture of John and of me mm-hmm. and and I think that there's something that any parents can do is look at the kid and say, okay, well, what are the good things they got from me and what are the good things they got from their dad or their mum, you know, from the other partner? Mm-hmm. Look at those and really nurture those and really learn to love those. That's the only, like I, what I adore about my children is that they have my husband's uh, reticence, you know, they don't, they're not bullet gate kids, you know, they're really like, they, they know how to, um, shut up when you need to shut up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. love that about them because I don't have so much of that. I've <laughs> learned that a little bit more, but it's, that's not natural for me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and what I love about that, you know, they've got that sense of fun that I think they got from me. Yeah, so, right. you know, and that's the thing. So I don't know if I answered the question there, that, but I do think that it's there is there are moments in every parent's life mm-hmm. where your kid will frustrate the hell out of you, and you will want to say, "You're driving me crazy." And if I can say one thing, just zip it. Don't say it. Just yeah. be always positive to your kids, even if that positivity is. Do you know what? Right now. I'm just getting really frustrated, so we need to calm down. That's a more positive way of saying I actually want to get out the extension cord and beat your legs. With that. <laughs> like so, you know, yeah, you yeah, find, yeah. Find find always the most loving way to speak to your kids, mm. and that's how relationships are preserved. They trust you, and they trust you with their heart, and they trust you with their secrets, and they trust you with um that they'll have a good time with you and it won't be horrible because you're going to be mad or whatever. And that doesn't mean be a pushover. I was never a pushover. I was never a pushover parent. I was more a um, these are our boundaries and stay within them, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's so wonderful to see. I might just get you to dip the um, phone down. We're losing losing space a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, and the thing is as well, like you've been not in breakfast radio 20 years and in media 30 years and throughout that time you had three children and worked, yeah. did you work full-time through that whole period? Yeah, All the, the, pretty much the whole time, yeah. I, mm-hmm. um, when I first had Gabe, mm-hmm. I would have loved to be a stay-at-home mum. Like I, I am, um, I, I say if you can be a stay-at-home mum or a stay-at-home dad, 
go for it. I would have loved it. We we couldn't afford for me to do that. Mm. Um, and I and 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 probably most people can't. No. Uh, um, but I um I just found a way to make my job work for me and mm. with good bosses and a lot of flexibility and and I just think in this day and age you can negotiate that you know mm. um mm. But, but working full time and having kids that's just the modern world and you can work it out and kids mm. are fine and of course they will say to you like Millie the, the my middle child yeah. Who, uh, she is just such a happy and beautiful human. Oh, she's wonderful. Yeah, she's such a wonderful mm. person. Mm-hmm. But you know what? She was great at saying to me when she was young, all the other mums do touch shop. Like, <laughs> I really do that, all of them. Like, every single one. Yes, all the other mums do touch shop. And then I sort of got the guilt, investigate. It's like literally four, you know. But in yeah. her mind, I was just not stepping up to the plate. And that's, so you, you've got to, you got to take their guilt trip with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's really you're, interesting. You're fine and they're fine. Yeah, it's so interesting. I know all of my friends who have got all their kids at school now and everyone does have to work and yeah. it is something that so many people struggle with, like how to, to get that balance. And, like, I think that's a really good point you made about, you know, we can get the flexibility. So, like, can get the flexibility and don't take on a lot of the mum guilt, like lift. Yeah. If I'm having to work at home, she this is what she does to me. She'll grab my head. I'm at the computer, and she'll pull yeah. it and make me look at her. And then I'm like, yeah. yes. "Oh, I think I've just done a bit too much work now. I need yeah, to, no. okay. and, uh, you know." But but I think it's about letting that guilt go because it's um it's such you do feel that guilt. I feel it hugely with her, and I know a lot of mums struggle with that. You know, with that mum guilt all the time. Absolutely, you do. Mm. But like I said, I've worked full time with my kids, mm. and. They are fine and mm. yours are fine. Olivia's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think some of the other things that I've watched on your, you know, Instagram stories as well is your adventure. I guess you've, you know, you've trekked Kokoda and you you went to Malaysia and climbed a, a mountain this year. And, yeah. like, how did that come about? Is there is there anything behind you just wanted to go out and explore? Or um, I had a... Um, an experience a very, very long time ago when, when my kids were really little. John was from Canberra and we went back to Canberra for uh, Anzac Day one day. And uh, anyway, it's dark at Anzac Day in Canberra because mm-hmm. the studies get cold. Mm-hmm. And you sort of huddle together and there was, you know, I don't know, 10,000 people at the Cenotaph, like mm-hmm. a lot. And so we're all sort of huddled together. So even though it's in the dark and you can't see each other, you, you bond with these people that as the sun's coming up and it's this very emotional thing. And I was standing next to an elderly man who had medals on. And so he and I were making room for each other and whatever in the dark. Mm. As the sun came up and it finished, I we started to talk. And I said to him, so what are you going to do today? Are you going to the RSL? And he said, no, I'm not. And I said, oh, why not? Because I sort of motioned to his um, medals. And he said, uh, Oh, oh, my darling, I was in Kokoda. He said 220 of us went in and seven came out. I don't have any contemporaries. I have no one to be with today. And Mm. uh, and it just killed me. It absolutely Mm. killed me. And I just thought he'd been through this horrendous thing and and all of his friends had been killed. And anyway, I um, uh, then got this real interest in Kokoda and... And then eventually got the chance in 2009 with Kokoda Spirit here on the Sunshine Coast. I got the chance to walk Kokoda, walked it with my brother. 
And I found out two things. I absolutely loved adventure. I love walking. I love hard things. I love doing them with, um, I, I thought I'd do Kokoda and it would near on kill me and I'd never do anything. <laughs> Just but do once I, and that's it. Get out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Done. Tick. Whoa. But um, I actually quite the opposite. I found that I loved it. So I've sought walking holidays and group activities since then and I I really love them. And uh, and this year was the first time I got John to come and we did Borneo and Mount Kinabalu. Mm. So what is it, do you think, about the adventure? Like what is it that you really like about it when you're out there doing those things? I like the school camp um, uh, element where mm. you're, you're where as a group you're doing something together and you support mm. each other through that and you bond together and mm. funny things happen and sometimes sad things happen. Sometimes, you know, uh, people vomit on your shoes, you know, <laughs> those, those things happen. Yeah. Um, and at the end you, it's impossible for you not to feel really bonded to those people. And, and as an adult, no one really, you don't get those opportunities like you do when you're a kid. Like no mm. one says, hey, let's all go and do this adventure thing together. Like you've got to sort of organise them yourself. Yeah. Once you do, and you could do really cheap ones. Like mm. we are going to New Zealand later this year, I think, hopefully, fingers crossed. Mm. Yeah. And um, we're doing a four-day trek in New Zealand that costs $395. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you've just got to look around for them. They don't have to be expensive and they're just really good fun. And it's, mm. I'm, um, I don't know how much you can see from the video or hear from my voice, but I am not small and <laughs> I am not fit. And um, I'm really, oh, that's, I shouldn't say that, I'm reasonably fit. But you are, you are fit. Mm. Yeah, I'm fit my own way, yeah. Mm. But I, um, you don't have to be anything, you know. I'm not young. Yeah. You could, anyone can do them. And they are so much fun. Yeah, and I love that, like getting out and having that adventure. And what you said about the social bonding, like I've done a bit of um, study into happiness the last few years and what they found is like in the top 10% of happy people, like social connection was the number one thing. And like I just, what you said there, I think that's really important for people is, you know, if you don't have as big a network, you can go on stuff like this and actually find that connection because there's really something in it that, um, I don't know, I think it's just good for our soul to be able to, to do that. I think so too. And I also believe that social connection is possible for every, for everyone. Everyone's searching for it. So mm. you might, for instance, and sometimes you hear this, you might hear uh, someone from a school say, oh, all those ladies are bitches at school. I like none of them are nice to me. I can't, I never made any friends at school. And you go, okay, that's fair enough. You didn't bond with those ladies. That's fine. Mm. Mm. Doesn't mean they're bitches. Means you didn't bond with them. But that's yeah. that's another thing. Yeah. But okay, they're not you, they're not your people. Why mm. don't you go and jo- join a council walking group on a Saturday morning? See if they're your people. Mm. Or go a salsa dancing on Ocean Street on Sunday afternoons. See if they're your people. Like yeah. there are so many different ways mm. to um. You know, there's a bridge club at the library that anyone can go and join. You just go yeah. and put your name down and you go and play it. And they teach you if you don't know how to do it. Um, yeah. I, I just think social connection is, I, I get that it's hard for people. People are shy and um, and maybe you, it's really hard to, to make that first step. But there's someone out there for you. There's mm. someone out there for everyone. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. And is that how you sort of justify all your girls' um, girls' lunches and um, <laughs> drinking wine that I see on Instagram as a part? Well, of, it is good for your health. <laughs> it is very good for your health, and you know, you know um, that I have a really good. You know, all my girlfriends, and we have a great group. We met because we were all parents of year oneers at mm, the same time. Mm. So we are, a, we are a. You know, I remember when I was growing up, my mum saying, oh, you meet your best friends at school when your kids go to school. And that is absolutely 100% true for me. That's where I found my people. They That's were so other mums at school and it worked out really well and they're, they're, and the dads all fit in really well too. So that is true. But I'm going, we, we do not mind a drink. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> but i got to tell you, I'm an empty nester now. My babe, my last child left this year and I've been saved by my girlfriends. You know, like yeah. they're like, everyone says, oh, don't leave her alone on a Friday, you know, like she'll get sad. Yeah. And, um, and it's true. They, we, are, we are vigilant about getting together on a Friday night. Yeah, that's so wonderful. And, yeah, you've got such wonderful friends. And I think, as you said, it, it is there for people. If you go searching, you will find it. So, yeah, I think that's awesome to do as well. Yeah. And something else I wanted to chat to you about, and it's actually in the top thing of what happy people do as well, it's about service and giving back to others. And that's something that you do so much. And one of the big things that you do, I know you do lots of different things, but it's the Give Me Fire for Kids, which is yeah. coming up in June on the Sunshine yeah. Coast to raise money for um, sick children in hospital yes, and right. so how long have you been doing that for uh, this is the 20th year oh it is the whole time yeah. since you started oh that's yeah, amazing that's right. so I'd been yeah. there one year mm. and we started so um I was that's how that's how we worked it out because it sort of blurred and then we started saying is it the 20th year because I'm the only one who's still there from all that yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. and I and then we worked out no definitely I did one year here and then that's when we started giving time. Yeah, so tell us a bit about that. So it's a big drive that you do over the month of June. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, now, this has been done no matter where people are listening in Australia, they might have an SCA radio station in their vicinity. And mm -hmm. so I think um, Give Me Five is on at least 40 radio stations around Australia. Yeah. And what we do is we raise money for our local children's ward. So mm -hmm. ours is phenomenally successful. Some raise like 30000 Last year we raised 600000 Six, Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, crazy, mm. absolutely mm. crazy in, the, in one month. And, uh, and that money here goes not just to the children's ward but we raise money for families, basic, families mm. basically in that if something will make families more comfortable mm. while the child is in hospital mm. then we will look at funding that so mm. for instance these are really basic things but um we turn on all the tvs in the children's ward so that when you go into the hospital you don't have to wait for the tv man to come in and turn it on and then pay him seven dollars a day and then he comes in early on the day you're due to be discharged and then he turns it off and then the doctor says oh actually we're going to keep you a couple more nights and then you've got to wait the next day till the TV comes back on. Mm -hmm. A nurse at Sunshine Coast said to us, you should turn on the TVs. It is the biggest cause of drama in the hospital, basically. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we do. For $16,000 a year, raised by this community, you get a TV. That might sound really small. It's actually no. huge. Have actually huge, and you know, I mean, you yeah. know, I would lay money that you're not a TV watcher, but mm. you spend so much time in hospital, you have to. You know? Oh, you have to. I think you need yeah. those times. I mean, there's so much stress and trauma. You need those times of just being able to 
switch off and you know numb the brain and yeah. just escape reality a little bit because the reality is quite um quite confronting so yeah I think those things are, are wonderful it must be so rewarding getting an opportunity to do that type of work it is it really is and when people come up to us and say mm. oh we fund clown doctors so mm. um and this one, a man came up and he was literally crying to to me and he said um um he said, I need to thank you. He said, you don't understand until someone has been holding down your two-year-old while she screamed and they were taking blood from her, how important it is that then a clown comes along and distracts her. Mm. And he said, in that moment, I would have paid that clown $10,000. Yeah. And he said, it was, uh, you know, anything to make her happy in that dreadful moment where no one could explain to her what was happening. She mm. was just being held down by strangers and, and yeah. hurt in her mind. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, and that's those, when people come up to me and say stuff like that. Yeah. I, you know, just it's it. pretty hard. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And I think something that I've spoken to you about too in the past is like, you know, for people that have gone through that, like me, I know even people going out and doing something for it just makes you feel that someone has thought, oh, I'll get emotional now, someone has thought about you at that time. And I think that, that there's something, even without the money, I know the money's really valuable, yeah. but even just the, the effort that someone's done for that, I think is really powerful. And something a lot of people ask me, you know, particularly since going through all this, they go, well, what can we do to help? You know, they often, people, there's a lot of great people out there and they want to do things, but they often don't know how to go about it. Like, you know, do you have any advice about how they could either help with Give Me Five for Kids on the Sunshine Coast or, you know, help out in charities in general? Yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes I fully admit charities are hard to get in on. So mm. you you could ring up and go, I'd like to volunteer. No one calls you back mm. or they give you a job that you just really didn't want, you know, stuff like that. Mm. So, so don't give up the first time. Like, you know, maybe you will, that will happen to you and you'll go, well, yuck, that was horrible. I don't want to do that. Mm. Um, and, and that's completely fair enough. A charity, charity should not hurt. But if you, you could just start things by yourself. So, for instance, a really good thing that you can do if you've got to give, give me five kids any, absolutely anywhere is you can cook a whole lot of cakes, invite friends around from over morning tea, um, just like the biggest morning tea works. That's mm -hmm. a great place to start. Mm. Say every, I know a girlfriend who every single year she does Biggest Morning Tea and her girlfriends know about it now. She cooks all the cakes. She's a really good cook. It's what she <laughs> likes to do. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, um, uh, and, and, that, and she does it. But I guess that's the, that's the right way to start. What is it that you like to do? So do you like to hold animals? Well, you should go out to the animal ref rescue. Mm. Um, do you like to... Um, my mum really, really loves cleaning and ironing and tidying. Um, <laughs> That's why she lives with you. <laughs> yes. Thanks very much. Um, and so she was volunteering. For, she's a little bit older now, but she was volunteering for quite a long time, uh, going out to, she was sent out by St Vincent de Paul to families where, who were just not coping. And so she would just go in, get the washing off the line, get everyone organised, read the kids a story, get maybe peel some potatoes. Like whatever it is that you like to do, mm. you will actually find a but job. it's needed somewhere. It's needed somewhere. Yeah. Your skills are needed mm. by somebody. And then that makes it so much easier for you because you're doing something that you're really good at and you're sharing that skill. So, you yeah. know, just try and match, try and match your, what makes you happy 
to what will help someone. Yeah, I love that. I've never actually thought of it from that angle. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. And I guess we're coming to the end now to, as we, you know, so thanks so much for chatting to me. I'm a bit excited to have you on. But I guess what I wanted to finish with with all of our guests is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I guess sometimes struggle to find that will to live a fulfilling life or, or how to go about it. And, you know, you're someone who clearly is on purpose, you're doing that, you have this wonderful life. Like what advice would you give to people who are maybe, maybe struggling to find that? I have a lot of faith in something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Like, so whatever that is, like you've got to dangle a carrot in front of yourself. So if things feel really flat at the moment, you've got to think, okay, well, what will make me happier then? Mm-hmm. Will it be um, a, a walking holiday or will it be um, a, a, saying to my friends, you know, I want to have a picnic in the park? And, um, and I'm going to organise it and this is the date and it's going to be really fun and we're going to, you know, get let's all work towards that. You know, mm. it doesn't really mm. matter what it is. The smallest things can be what you've got to look forward to. They're just yeah. little little milestones. You know, um, uh, you might have dinner with a family member every Thursday night and say Thursday night I'm going around to my mum's or Thursday night I'm having my brother over or whatever it is mm. and then... Um, that's your thing in the week that then just becomes really comfortable and you wake up on that day and you say, oh, great, I've got this today. You know, like I just think you've got to, the smallest things you've got to have to look forward to. Mm. And the other one, which is um, I think the obvious, you've probably said it a thousand times, but get outside. You've got to go outside. You've got to buy a dog or borrow someone's dog. Like have a reason to go outside Um, and that's better for you. It's better for your kids. You know, like you were talking before about Liv holding your face Mm. and I know I don't have to tell you this because I know that you're always outside with her, but you know the only way to really give your kids their time is to leave your phone inside and you go outside with them where there's nothing but the two of you or the however many of you. Yeah. Because, um, uh, outside makes everything better yeah no that's awesome thank you so much I I really appreciate your time and loved hearing that and I know there's so many gems for um people on here so for people that want to follow you on Instagram it's Carolina Hutch is that yeah Carolina Hutch on Instagram just call me Carolina Carolina Hutch on Instagram like the so Carolina Hutch. Carolina Hutch on Instagram. And I'll add some links too to Give Me Five for Kids for people who are interested in going to those events as well. Yeah. But you know, thank I would you. love that. Yes. No, thank you so much. And um, I look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, you too, Ange. And good luck. Yes. Um, I, I um, hope that every person that you interview doesn't yabber on as much as me. <laughs> I think it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm Angela Lee, and you've been listening to Will to Live, the podcast. You can join us on Facebook in our Will to Live Facebook group or follow Angela Lee on social media and at www.angelalee.com.au. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to pay forward the gifts of living, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. Thank you.